Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, pipe down now and clear the decks. I'm coming through. Ever wonder how these maritime phrases ended up in everyday language? Well, my first guest this morning has a keen interest in the history of words and for the last 10 years she has been blogging about them on her word foolery blog. She has also fostered a great love for the sea and has just released a new book exploring the history behind nautical phrases. It's called Words That the Sea Gave Us. She's unearthed some very interesting stories behind these words and she joins me on the line now. It's great to have Grace Tierney. How are you doing, Grace? Morning, Sinead. Thanks for having me. No, you're so welcome because when I saw this coming into my uh, inbox, I had to have you on. But firstly, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're living in Stamullen uh, since about 2005, but you're originally from Rohini, isn't that right? I am, yeah. I grew up in Rohini and uh, that was grand. And I could hear the sea every night when I was in bed because I was that end of Rohini, close to Dollymount Beach, which some some of your listeners may know. Oh, yes. So uh, on foggy nights, I could hear the foghorns going and the rest of the time at night, you'd hear the curlews, which was absolutely gorgeous. But sadly, there's fewer of them now than there used to be. But that's what used to send me off to sleep at night. Oh, what a sound. What a sound. But where does your interest in the history behind words come from? What sparked off this curiosity? Because you're doing this now quite some time. Yeah, it's a bit of an addiction at this stage, I would say. I didn't think it was going to go on as long as it has. Um, I Really, it's because I'm a reader and you read books and you look at a word and go, what does that mean? You scurry off to the dictionary or you ask your mum or dad. And in my case, my mum and dad were both big readers as well and complete crossword addicts. So if they heard a new word, they wanted to know it because it would turn up in the crossword. Ah, yes. Then I had the combination of my dad was fascinated by history. So the house was full of history books, you know, other kids in their teens might have been listening to the pop music. And I did too, but you'd equally likely find me reading an enormous book about the American Revolution or something like that, just because dad had left it on the shelf. Okay, so your parents really kind of were were fostering this love in in yourself, which is really, really interesting. Now, I've had great fun, by the way, over on your word foolery blog this morning. I love the name of this. I love the name as well. Uh, But, you know, we take, you know, words for granted. You know, we use them. We don't think about where certain phrases come from. But this is something that you're preoccupied and you've uh, devoted a large portion of the blog word foolery to this. Uh, Tell me about the, the blog and sort of what we can find on there? 
it could be anything. So every Monday morning I sit down and go, right, what will I write about today? I do maintain a a list of candidate words for the blog. So if somebody says something interesting on the telly or a friend or you overhear it on the train, it gets scribbled down into my phone and then ultimately onto a document on the laptop. So I have a little list and just depending on the day that's in it, I'll pick what's there. So if there's an election going on, I might talk about the origin of the word ballast. Mm. Uh, if it's really stormy, I might talk about hurricane um, or it may just be what's my fancy today. Um, and equally, people are invited to submit words. So I have had a few good suggestions from readers in the past. And it's really good fun to be able to do that because then you can tag them back and go, oh, you were wondering about where we get such and such a phrase. And I can get the answer. Yes. And there's some really crazy, wacky words on there as well. Uh, and, you know, you've got a, a whole portion of the blog uh, d- dedicated to um, uh, to various different things. But the one that kind of struck with me, uh, the, the origin of the word boycott. This is very interesting. <laughs> I was surprised you were that interested in that one, because that, I think, is probably the very first eponym that anybody learns in school if they're Irish because it's a word that Ireland gave to the entire world and even to other languages. That's even gone into German and other languages as well as English. Well, I didn't learn this at all. Not at all. No. So this is news to me. There you go. Your teacher (laughs) (laughs) We skipped that part of the school book, (laughs) which is shocking. You're only discovering now. Yes. Um, Yeah. So boycott was a land agent. So this is back in the 1800s when most of Ireland was owned by absentee English landlords didn't go down too well with the locals. And we had the Land League had started and they were trying to fight back and get land rights for the native Irish. So in the 1880s, there was a particularly bad harvest one year over in Mayo where this land agent was operating. And the Land League said, listen, that's not good enough. And he was having none of it. He wasn't going to let them off the rents. He wasn't going to give, you know, grants or mm. anything. He was like, no. You have to pay me what you owe me. Tough luck. I don't care if your wheat or potatoes or whatever have failed. They didn't like that. So they decided that they would stop interacting with him and his family at all. Now, they didn't call it a boycott because we didn't have the word yet. No. Um, But what ended up happening was the postman wouldn't deliver the post. Their servants didn't come in. They tried to send their laundry out to the local laundress and she wouldn't wash their clothes. The shops wouldn't serve them. I mean, it was horrendous from their point of view. Yeah. I guess he was trying to do his job. But the local, everybody went, no, who are you? Don't even know who you are. Don't even see you on the street. Like they completely ignored them. Wow. Now, he decided to get around this because obviously he had to do it to keep his boss happy. He hired in uh, farm labourers from County Cavan and County Monaghan. You have been told, boys and girls. They came in and worked all right and they did get the harvest in. But the harvest was eventually worth £500 sterling, which was a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah, yeah. But it cost them £10,000 to get the harvest in because they had to put up with all these issues and bring in the farm labourers. So they made a massive loss and the family had to leave Ireland in a hurry and never returned. Wow. Okay, no, I did not know that at all. So this is where the word boycotting somebody comes from. Yes, it was huge. And then presumably spread around Ireland and has been used for lots of different things since probably the, the... the second most famous one would have been the boycott of South African goods by the Duns workers in the 1980s. Yes. Apartheid. So, you know, it works. 
it does that's where it, we get it it does work and it just goes to show the power of uh, people that's for sure uh, yeah. but you know you recently have become more interested in maritime words and phrases and you've written a book about this it's called Words the Sea Gave Us tell me first of all uh, was it the love of the sea and the love of words is this where the inspiration came from? Yeah that's an easy guess isn't it? Yeah <laughs> And, uh, you know, you explore some well-known phrases. Like I mentioned one there. I use this the whole time. Pipe down. This is what my children hear all the time. Pipe down. Uh, how did this, you know, come about in, in everyday use? Well, I think as as becomes clear when you start going through the book is the vast majority of it has just come from sailors coming home to their wives and using expressions and their family and friends hearing it and going, oh, that's a good way of saying that. And it just spreads because... At the time, the, the sort of the key time for the age of sail would be about the 1600s through to the end of the 1800s. That was how you moved everything. And even today, shipping is huge for Ireland because we're an island. But back then, the sea united all of the countries around the world. And the crews on those ships were from all the countries around the world. So they were just, I suppose, almost like a virus, dare I mention it, <laughs> that they infected every port they landed in. Yes. So the, the pipe down one, I just think is hilarious because when I started reading up about that, I realised I use a whole load of these phrases and they all come from one particular character on a ship, which is the bosun. Right. Now, the bosun is one of these uh, abbreviations. Sailors never use all the letters in a word if they can get away with it. They'll, they'll shorten everything. out with wild abandon. So bosun is actually boat swain. And so Swain is a servant. It's an old Norse word. If you really want to get it, it's from the Vikings. But he's the guy, or Laugh, who's in charge of supervising the deck crew. So he's the person that orders everybody around. Now, the captain's sailing the ship. That's grand. But he'll tell the boatswain, you know, I want that sail up. And the boatswain will organise the crew to get the sail up. So he needed to be able to give orders. And the way that he did that was actually using a whistle. Mm-hmm. He was the only one on board that was allowed to have a whistle and you weren't allowed to whistle while you worked because if you did, you could confuse people and they would oh, think right. there was an order being given. So whistling on board ship was a real no-no and it was big superstition against that. Um, so he would have different whistle calls on his little silver whistle and they would mean different things. So, But they all had names in English as well. So pipe down, which is the one that you use, and yeah. I use on my teens as well, um, <laughs> meant that you had to be silent. And it was also the call for the end of day or the end of watch. So it was basically stop what you're at, be quiet. Okay, so we are using it in the right context as well. We're using it. Yeah, we're using it correctly. Now, he also had piping hot, which meant that the hot food was ready. And we always say that. Oh, don't don't go to that now. That's piping hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Clearly, he needed this one, which was all hands on deck. Yes, yes, we always do that. Yeah, ready to get to school, all hands on deck and clear the decks, which we use. I use constantly. Clear the decks, I'm coming through kind of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I'm very, very, very very interested in this, uh, you know the history behind the phrase booby trap. Tell me about this. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. And I loved that you were so intrigued by that one. Um, I quite like it. It's a short bit in the book, actually, but I do like it. So booby trap uh, brings us from seabirds right through to grenades and trenches. So it, it's one of these words. I Occasionally you'll just, you'll find one and go, my goodness, this has just gone such an arc, such a story to the word. So these seabirds are called doobies, right? Now, okay. I strongly recommend any of your listeners that aren't driving or whatever, Google boobies. 
right? And it's <laughs> C-Y-F, just to be clear, before anybody goes into the gutter, right? I hear you laughing, Sinead. So maybe put the word bird in as well. Just yes, sure. just, just to be sure. <laughs> By the way, if you're at work doing this, be extra yeah, cautious yeah. as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do that at home, okay? Maybe on your commute later. Yes. But do Google them on like YouTube or something like that so you can get video because they are the most adorable looking seabirds ever. They are two different types. One are blue-footed and one are red-footed, right? They are just so gormless. They are the definition of gormless, in my opinion. They mm. waddle around a place like complete idiots. They have no clue where they're going. They <laughs> practically bump into each other. They're really, really sweet. So that's where we have the boobies. And that originated in Bobo in Spanish, which meant foolish. So you can kind of see how they got their name, ah, right? Okay, yes. So they're a bit daft, right? They're also incredibly easy to catch if you're a sailor and you've fetched up on the islands where they live. Darwin saw them when he was on the the voyage of the Beagle and writing his books and that. So the sailors didn't really like eating them, but because they didn't taste great, great. But in a pinch, they would you know catch one easily. So trapping one was pretty easy. So that's where we get by 1590s. We've got booby being a byword for a stupid person, an unintelligent fool. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then that keeps being used, and we get right up to the 1880s before we get to booby prize and booby trap, which both have the same origin, and it's basically a prize or a trap for a silly person, somebody that's foolish enough to be caught. Ah, that is such a good. That is such a good story around that. But you know, uh, something that people might not know as well, and we use this getting hitched. This originated uh, with sailors as well, but in a different way, I presume, is it? Well, that one is a stretch, I have to admit. I was doing a whole chapter about knots and hitches and ropes because they're so important to sailors. Likewise, I have a whole chapter about sail names, which are fascinating and really beautiful in many cases. So I was talking about the difference between a knot and a hitch. Technically, there is a difference. A knot ties two pieces of rope together and a hitch ties a rope to an object. So you would hitch your boat up, you would hitch your horse yes. to a hitching post. And yes, there is the idea of tying the knot and getting hitched. And a lot of that actually comes back to the old ceremony of hand fasting. So I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, I have. And that's becoming back into vogue again. I have it seen is. that. Yes, where they yeah. where they tie together with uh, kind of a satin ribbon and stuff like that. They do this in uh, in ceremonies that are civil ceremonies more so than in the church ones. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful, actually. I think it's a lovely way of doing it. Um, I don't have any honest evidence that the sailors really tied themselves to their wives. I wish I had because it would make such a wonderful <laughs> really image. Would. But they did know their ropes. And knowing the ropes was one of the other phrases. So the most important thing on the ship was to know which rope to pull and which rope to tie and when. But the problem was all the ropes were the same colour and all the ropes, barring maybe the one for docking, you know, the big one that goes yes. on the seaside. All of them are the same size as well. So if you're a new sailor or perhaps brand new to sailing, the first thing you have to learn is to know your ropes. And it was a really tough job because on a big sailing ship, you'd have up to 10 miles of rope. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is something to wrap your head around. That is for sure. Grace, I could absolutely talk to you all day. This is fascinating stuff. How can people get the book? Right. Well, the book is available in paperback and ebook. Probably the most obvious way is just go on to Amazon. Yeah, and it's uh, 9.99 sterling on there. And if you look for words the sea gave us, 
you'll find it easily. Um, I am also, there's ebooks as well, so if you have a Kindle or whatever, that's a lot more reasonably priced <laughs> because it's easier to get. Yes. And then if people want signed copies, uh, I'm doing those via the blog just because a few people like to have things signed by the author. So the blog is wordfoolery.wordpress.com. But if you search for wordfoolery, you'll find me. You'll find her very, very easily. Listen, Grace, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on the show. Best of luck with the, the book and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.